Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah. Thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you. Have you ever wondered why people are so confused as to why a Christian would keep the fourth commandment? You know, the Sabbath, the commanded weekly day of rest and corporate gathering for worship and instruction. Most will say something to the tune of, well, that's Jewish and you're not Jewish, or that's not from me. I'm not Jewish. Well, why don't you at least be consistent and give up Jesus? He's Jewish too. How come that doesn't work with Jesus? I've always been confused about that. Now, on the other hand, if you can embrace Jesus, the Jew, perhaps you can embrace other promises and blessings that are Jewish, but intended for Gentiles also. I say, give me the blessings and promises of God. I'm not proud I'll receive all that God is offering through his beloved Jewish son. So today, we'll look at an intriguing passage in Isaiah in regard to the Gentiles and the Sabbath in the era of the Mosaic Covenant. We will then make some applications to our lives today. Keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. And I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. Now, the Torah text that we're going to take is actually from the prophets, uh, but I'm going to take it from the JPS translation, the Tanakh, Isaiah 56. I'm going to begin in verse 1. Let's just begin and work our way down through this passage. It's a fascinating passage. Verse 1, thus says the Lord. Observe what is right and do what is right, for soon my salvation shall come and my deliverance be revealed. This is a great promise that that unveiling of salvation, how he will save us and through whom he will save us, it's coming. It's not far off. That great deliverance, that that pinnacle of redemption, finding his fullness of Messiah is about to be revealed. So exciting. Verse two, happy is the man who does this. The man who holds fast to it, who keeps the Sabbath and does not profane it, and stays his hand from doing any evil. Now, the first thing I want to point out is this as happy is the man who does this. This Hebrew word that we translate man is really kind of a, a word that is a reference to mankind, generally speaking. And so it's not, it's not specifically to the Jewish person. It says, happy is the man, not happy is the Jewish person. Happy is the man who does this. Happy is the person who does this. Does what? Who holds fast to the covenant, who keeps the Sabbath and doesn't profane it, that keeps his hand from doing any evil. This is a, 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 a picture of God opening his heart towards all people, not just Jewish people. Now, we're going to work down through this passage and see this more fully as we get down uh, in the passage. Verse 3. 
let not the foreigner say. And this reference to foreigner is a reference to those outside of Israel, to those of the nations. It's not a reference to the proselyte. The whole idea of a proselyte, the whole idea that you could turn a Gentile into a Jew through a ritual conversion, that doesn't even come till much later during the uh, Maccabean uh, period. It, it's a much later development. There's no such thing of that at this point. In fact, there, go, go in, the, in the Tanakh and show me anywhere where you find this provision laid out of how to turn a Gentile into a Jew through some type of ritual, ritual uh, uh, um, ceremony. It's just not there. Now, these are the nations. These are the Gentiles. Let not the Gentiles say, let not the foreigner, those that are outside of Israel, let not those who, even though they're outside of Israel, who has attached himself to the Lord, That's a reference to entering into covenant with God. That's covenant language. Let not the non-Israelite who has attached himself to the Lord, the Lord will say, listen to this, let not him say, the Lord will keep me apart from his people. And let not the eunuch say, I'm a withered tree. So two things here. I want to focus on the first thing. Let me read it again. Let not the foreigner say, who has attached himself to the Lord, the Lord will keep me apart from his people. Yeah, that's that's what happens to the heart of a Gentile. The heart of a Gentile who comes into covenant with God, the big fear is, is this. Will I really be accepted? Will I be embraced? Will I be part of his people? And the Lord's saying, of course you will. I am the Lord your God too. I am bringing you into my family. I will not keep you apart from my people. My people might try to keep you apart from them, but I'm not. I'm the Lord, your God, who is bringing you into those whom I've already gathered. Verse four, for thus says the Lord, as for the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who have chosen what I desire and hold fast to my covenant, I will give them in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons or daughters. I will give them an everlasting name, which shall not perish. And then back to the first group, verse six, as for the foreigners, as for the goyim, the Gentiles who attach themselves to the Lord to minister to him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and who hold fast to my covenant. Now, let me just stop there. Let's unpack this. It's talking about a Gentile who enters into a covenant with the Lord. As the Gentile enters into the covenant of the Lord to minister to him, to love him, to be his his servants. And then it says, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it. What we see in this passage is that the keeping of the Sabbath is a reference to the covenant. In fact, the sign of the covenant is Sabbath keeping. If you go back and look at Exodus or Deuteronomy, you'll discover that the Sabbath is given as a sign, a sign of the covenant, that you're in covenant with the Lord your God. It identifies you as part of the covenant people. This is amazing in every way. And so what we have here is these foreigners who have entered into a covenant with the Lord God as evidenced by the keeping of the Shabbat. This is the evidence that they are in covenant with God as Gentiles. He says, concerning those Gentiles who have entered into a covenant with him as evidenced by their keeping of the Shabbat, he says in verse seven, I will bring them to my sacred mounts. A reference, of course, to Jerusalem, really, the temple mounts. I will bring them to my sacred mounts 
and let them rejoice in my house of prayer. My house of prayer. What's that a reference to? It's, it's, it's a reference to the temple, the temple in Jerusalem, the, the very temple of God that's going to be fi- finally find its resting place in Jerusalem. I will bring them to my sacred mount and let them rejoice in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices shall be welcome on my altar. There, reference to who? The Gentiles, as Gentiles. The Gentiles, as Gentiles, who have entered into a covenant with the Lord God, as evidenced by keeping the Shabbat. He says, you're welcome in my house of prayer. Your offerings are welcome. Your sacrifices are welcome. Your prayers are welcome. Even on my altar from my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, all peoples, not just the Jewish people, all people. Yes, to the Jew first, to Israel first, and then through Israel out to the Gentiles. The Gentiles themselves will be blessed alongside of the Jewish people. That's what was promised to Abraham, to to Israel and his descendants first, and then through them to all the nations. Yes, God is in love with his people Israel, but through them he is reaching out to the Gentiles and he is gathering those in the nations who are willing to be gathered. And he's bringing them into Israel, into the flock of, of God, into the elect of God, into the household of God. Verse 8, thus declares the Lord, God, who gathers the dispersed of Israel, I will gather still more to those already gathered. A reference, of course, to what was promised to Abraham, the ingathering of the goyim, the ingathering of the Gentiles, at the end of this plan, this, this uh, unfolding of redemption. So, in summary and application, the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. It was given first to mankind in the Garden of Eden, and later to the corporate group that God saved out of Egypt and subsequently became his people, Israel. But it doesn't stop there. What was given to Israel would also be extended to the nations. We see this illustrated in the forerunners of Isaiah 56, as well as other prophets who weigh in on this subject. Suffice it to say, the Gentiles who also entered into the covenant as evidenced by their love for God and their observance of the Shabbat were received as equals in the covenant to the native-born Israelis. In other words, they were equal with the native-born Israelis. Under Isaiah's unfolding of this plan of redemption, the Gentiles were to be received as equals in the covenant to their native-born Israeli brothers and sisters in the covenant. So the Gentiles as Gentiles were to be embraced as full members of the covenant. And the Gentiles as Gentiles are gathered by God and brought into his temple for fellowship and communion. Their sacrifices and their prayers are equally received and answered according to the covenant promises and provisions of God. They did not have to become Jewish first, and they did not have to become Jewish later. 
In fact, again, I want to state this clearly, there are no provisions given in the written Torah that would turn a Jew into a Gentile or a Gentile into a Jew. It clearly states in Jeremiah that God is the God of all flesh. He's the God of, of, of Jewish people. He's the God of all people. He is the God of gods. He is the creator of all beings, every human being being made in his image. He is saving all who are willing, Jews first and also Gentiles. We are saved by grace through faith not through ethnic status. We're saved by grace through faith, not by your ethnic standing. See, after being saved, he's going to write his one and only Torah on your heart, whether you're Jewish or Gentile. And he's going to empower you by his spirit, by grace through faith, whether you're Jewish or Gentile, so that each of you as a believing Jew and a believing Gentile can walk within the framework of the covenant, Torah. So, next time someone asks you why you're keeping the Shabbat, tell them it is because you are born again and in covenant with the God of Israel and that your Shabbat observance is part of that irrefutable evidence. If they say, that the Shabbat and the covenant are only for the Jews, tell them that they will need to take that up with God and his prophet Isaiah, who invited and welcomed Gentiles as Gentiles into the covenant with all of its promises, provisions, and glorious commandments. If they say that you need to convert or leave, just smile, stand your ground, remind them that the Lord has brought you in and you are not budging one iota. You see, sooner or later, they're going to get this revelatory truth in Isaiah 56 and then apologize profusely to you for the pain that they've caused. It will be nothing but hugs and kisses in the end. So stay the course. It'll be well worth it in the end. Until then, Shabbat Shalom to everyone who is in covenant with God, the God of Israel, as evidenced in loving him and keeping his Shabbat. According to Isaiah, his temple and covenant are for all people, the Jews first and then also the Gentiles. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. 
שלום. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.